You're listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world and next to no cost with credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Thanks for joining me for today's episode with special guest, Joseph Petrovic of Award Travel 101. On with today's episode. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, Joseph Petrovic from Award Travel 101. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me. All right. We met in Lake Tahoe, and now we're here today to chat some more about all of our favorite things, miles and points. Absolutely. You know, it's a it's a fun time talking about miles and points, and I'm glad to be able to share those thoughts here with you and, and your listeners because my wife is tired of hearing them. <laughs> a reluctant player, too, an active player, too. What, what is it? <laughs> Yeah, she she goes along. Uh, it wasn't always that way. Uh, she was very concerned about when I first started getting into this, but it was something that she's eventually learned to uh, just kind of yield her social security number to me and nice. and uh, lets me do what I want from there. Uh, very good, because I know some listeners have reached out and they've said, oh, I got into this hobby. It's hard to get someone else in the game, a player too, whether it's a significant other, a friend, some people just don't want to play ball. So what do you think uh, push it over the edge that she was more willing to sign up for cards and yield that glorious social security number? She wanted to travel more. And we had we had embraced a lot of what you discuss is living the frugal life, living within our means. And she said, hey, I'd really like to get out and do more. We hadn't gone anywhere. Uh, we were married in 2000 let's see, 2007, 2008. I can't remember now. Let's see, it's 2007, I believe it was. So uh, we bought a house. We bought a house when the economy was crashing down and and everything was falling apart. I quit a job. I, I started and uh, went full-time in my uh, business, which was a part-time business. And we did nothing but save and uh, pay bills. So we stayed home. We didn't go on any trips. And she saw, you know, of course, the uh, uh, power of social media, getting people to uh, want to do things that other people are doing. And she saw her friends going on trips, said, hey, I'd really like to do that more. And I kind of started investigating ways to make that happen. And credit card rewards happened to be the thing that I stumbled upon and uh, really kind of took off from there. Ah, interesting. Our our good friend Dave Ramsey said it's uh, nearly impossible to use airline miles. So uh, how how have you done that? How, how have you used those airline miles to to travel? I've used them uh, a lot of ways, and uh, yes, he uh, he does not like your airline mile. So <laughs> since you're only going to get one airline mile for uh, anything you do, but uh, no, actually. So the funny thing is, is that I come from a Dave Ramsey household and, uh, my parents were Dave Ramsey people before Dave Ramsey even existed. Ooh. And they were very much pay cash and they did have credit cards. My dad actually had an American express gold card, uh, way back when I was young, got rid of those cards. And he said, Hey, why would I keep this card around when you can get a discover card that gives you cash back with no annual fees? So he did, uh, he did not fully embrace the Ramsey strategies of not carrying credit cards. They did uh, do a couple of no annual fee cards where there was some cash back, 
Uh, but it wasn't something that they liked to carry balances. They they paid everything off in full, yep, yep. and they weren't really big about using them, actually. So, I mean, my mom to this day, she carries uh, a few credit cards, but she's very nervous about putting anything on them or spending anything on them. And uh, eventually they they found Dave Ramsey and and there are a lot of good things about the Dave Ramsey theories in getting people out of debt. But for those of us who can manage our finances a little bit better and, and put a little bit of strategy into what we do, we can certainly obtain a lot more value and be able to maybe even upgauge your life, so to speak, by taking advantage of some of these reward bonuses that are out there and these multipliers for category bonuses. And those were all things that's taken me years and years of learning how to better do. And I can't say best because I don't think I ever best do everything. There's tons of tools out there that can help you best do things. But um, it's, an, it's a constant learning environment and you've got to constantly be changing and, and adjusting to the way that these programs adjust. Yeah, and that's okay. Even if you're not all in and doing everything, I think it's still a significant accomplishment to be able to use miles and points and even cash out points or get cash back. We're just shifting spend to different cards, getting big welcome bonuses, getting benefits, paying our balances in full and reaping the rewards. That that took a long time for me to understand. And, and when I first got into this space, um, I've heard you mention that you kind of started going into it and started researching and and really going into it in 2018. And that was about the same time that I became serious about it. I had known about miles and points since 10 years ago, you know, going back to 2013. But it was the way that I'd always heard it brought up kind of gave had a negative um, idea behind it. It had this bad connotation when you kept hearing travel hackers. And it just, you know, it didn't sound right. So I, like I said, I'd heard of this travel hacker, um, you know, name before, but I didn't really understand what it was. And I guess I didn't really take the time to research it. And uh, probably between 2013 and 2017, I, I probably made a lot of less than desirable redemptions, according to, you know, people in the space. But I was learning and I was trying to be active and, and trying to determine how I could better fly uh, my family and me around the country and uh, just make it better. And like I said, finally, in 2017, I said, you know, I'm seeing the what other people are doing. I'm reading blogs, uh, seeing what other people are doing. There's got to be a better way to do this. And that is actually when my social media growth really became uh, a lot more evident because that's when I started joining groups. I started following uh, blogs and, and Facebook groups, and uh, that's really kind of where it all took off for me. Yeah, the power of networking, the power of just reading what other people are doing, learning, trying to carve out your own niche, if that's a thing. And I think there are many ways to succeed in this game. I talk about gambling and miles and points, for instance, and not all people have online casinos or maybe they don't want to do the gambling, but they're able to succeed in other ways, whether it's business reimbursed spending, whether it's maybe dental work, auto insurance payments, other organic spend, or maybe they take on a little bit more of the advanced plays like purchasing, reselling, 
gift card plays. I think there are a lot of ways to win in this hobby. There's not just one way to succeed. No, it's it's kind of like the old adage of, you know, when you're you're learning mathematics in school is, you know, a lot of people think, well, there's only one way to do this. And that's so far from the truth. There's so many ways you can do this. And and just like, uh, you know, just about anything within the miles and points space and the travel and loyalty space, there are a million ways you can approach things. You know, I jumped into this in 2018, like like what you were talking about there and started networking and and I attended four conferences that year. And that's really where the rubber hit the road, so to speak. And once I started meeting people who were doing this as well and, and I could talk to them and and have them explain what exactly they were doing, it wasn't just me reading something on paper anymore. It was me mimicking them or, you know, uh, figuring out hey, how did you do this? Or, or how can I do this a little bit better? And, you know, maybe they had a trick that they knew that I didn't, and maybe I had something that they didn't know about. And uh, we happened to have a very friendly gift card market around here for uh, generating points inorganically. So, you know, that was something that I, I got into very lightly. It's not something that I recommend to people today until they really begin to understand what can happen and what can go wrong because you know there are certainly any number of things that can go wrong and as uh if you want to talk about you know things that are dead later we can certainly talk about some of those things that people got hammered on and uh because they just they got greedy or they did something where they went above and beyond their means and uh you just have to be able to play each of these things to your own level yeah, there there definitely is a, a word of warning that you don't want to run up balances very fast on new cards. You don't want to make really large transactions. They're like obvious gift card spend or other creative spend. Let's say it's usually a marathon and not a race. Absolutely. That was something that, um, you know, the very first Facebook group I joined as I was beginning to uh, get into this space was the Award Travel 101 Facebook community. And I joined that because the person who had started it, he happened to be one of my favorite writers for a site that many people are familiar with today. Uh, it's not so much a miles and points space as it once was, but um, the points guy was where uh, Richard Kerr, who started the Award Travel 101 Facebook community, he wrote, uh, did a lot of uh, writing for them. And I just found that a lot of the stuff that he wrote spoke to me. Didn't realize that the points guy um, actually had other writers at that time. I thought it was just one person writing. and uh, But I re realized Richard wrote a lot of things. I met uh, Gib from God Save the Points. A, a lot of what he wrote spoke to me. And it just you know, I got to meet these people at the my very first uh, conference kind of tied to some of the stuff that you do today is with ZorkFest. And so I went to ZorkFest in 2018, met Richard, met Gib, and met a lot of people who are uh, legacy road, road warriors and uh, travel miles and points people. So that's, again, like I said, 2018 really is where things began to, to hit the, the pavement for me. And uh, I just started learning as much and trying to soak up as much as possible. And that's really when I actually got into flexible point currencies as well, because before that, you know, my start was airline miles. And uh, while 
you know, it wasn't just one airline mile that Dave Ramsey likes to talk about. <laughs> I, I did get into some Southwest points. I did get a companion pass. You know, those were things that I learned about prior to any of these travel hacking uh, and miles and points and Facebook groups and things like that. I, I got a companion pass in 2016 when I learned that you could get two credit cards. You could get a consumer and a business card. And, uh, you know, the sign up bonuses between those two would get you, you know, a Southwest companion pass. So I did that well before I really got serious about this. I started in, uh, you know, the Cleveland area. That's my what I consider my home airport is Cleveland Hopkins International and United was phasing down. They were a former continental hub uh, that was being phased out. They're still a focused city of United and is still the biggest airline in Cleveland Hopkins. Uh, so United miles were important to me too, but um, you know, there are different ways to book United. And that took me a while to learn that, Hey, there's a lot of different partners out there that are part of that star Alliance membership and uh, you can use aeroplan you could use life miles there are a billion different transferable currencies that can be used to book things that most of us just don't think of when we're really getting started into the space yes and you're almost probably never using a card to get a airline mile after you got the sign up bonus on the card you're very likely using chase cards that multiply transactions maybe oh you get 3x on travel you're getting 5x in certain rotating categories on some cards with Chase, so you're able to optimize your spend. And even if you're only getting 5x back, well, that's better than getting 0x back using cash and debit in almost all cases. Plus the protections. Think about the yeah. the loss of uh, somebody goes and, and hacks your debit card. I don't want that money taken out of my account and uh, held until somebody determines that, oh, yeah, it really was a hack. And and uh, if we, we decide that the, it was a hack, then we'll return it. I mean, that to me, that that's theft. Why would I want to be on, on the hook for that? Using a credit card just has that protection. I never have to worry about it. Yes. Whereas if you have to dispute some fraudulent activities on credit cards, you're not floating that money and the process is usually a lot easier to go through rather than something that's in your checking account yes the protections are nice and i think a lot of benefits as this doesn't only allow us to travel at low cost but it often allows us to travel with better accommodations whether it's better seats in flights better hotel rooms free meals i think some of the different flexibilities and knowing that i have lots of options back in 21 and 2022, we started seeing a uh, restriction of space. And uh, every as people were coming out of the pandemic and starting to want to travel, uh, there were it was kind of hard to know if you were going to actually make it to where you wanted to go. So, um, you know, one of the things that I found that really was huge during that time was the ability to book backup flights. And this is something that I would have never been able to employ with cash on, you know, my previous travels. And I was a budget traveler. So uh, I really got my start, like I said, uh, back in 2013, where it all started was me trying to book the cheapest flights possible. We had a decent array of budget airlines into Cleveland and the my more regional airport, which is the Akron Canton Airport. Uh, so the budget carriers were... Um, really where I got my start. And 
I would have booked the cheapest ticket possible. I would have booked, um, you know, non-refundable. And those were things that everybody has a different idea of what they value, but having flexibility to be able to cancel. And that's where a lot of these uh, changes during the pandemic were quite incredible is that they made all of these flights domestically refundable. You could refund a Delta ticket. You could refund a United ticket. You could refund an American ticket. Those all used to have, unless you had some kind of incredible status with the airlines, if you had their top tier status, then you could refund those things for free. But if you didn't prior to the pandemic, it was, you know, 125 to $200 change cancel fee. And, you know, when they got rid of that and made it open to everyone, all of a sudden, it wasn't very hard if you had a decent miles and points balance to book two or three flights. And that way, if you were going on a trip where there was a very significant time crunch or penalty for not making your hotel or vacation rental or whatever it was, all of a sudden you didn't have to worry about it because you had first backup, second backup, maybe even a third backup. There was uh, a couple of flights that I had booked that I said, I'm going on this trip one way or the other. Uh, the worst situation I had because we saw so many cancellations during that period of time and so many schedule changes because there was just a, an abundance of demand for travel that I actually had four different flights booked and I, I ended up taking the first one that that left and that's just you know that was a nice knowing that I have that flexibility and I can use those awards at any time um, that was that was one of the first things that I think really struck me, even beyond some of the even more impressive things that I've been able to pull out of, like suites and and status and different things, um, you know, outsized rewards, so to speak. Uh, I think that was one of the things that most impressed me about having different rewards and miles and points. Yes, I've heard acquaintances. I've told about the hobby, but they didn't want to do it. They're slumming it up, taking like 6 a.m. spirit flights, taking red eyes they don't want to take. And, oh, our stay at the Red Roof Inn was terrible. Or they they try to spend the least amount of money on travels while I'm staying at Hilton's, Hyatt's, nicer hotels usually, and taking flights with major carriers, having a better class of service, often with seat upgrades, often afternoon flights that I take rather than really early ones. So it's definitely been a better quality of travel and having more options is always nice too with the backup flights or even just being able to look and say, okay, do I want to take Delta? Do I want to take United? Who do I want to take on this? Because I have the options to do that and the travel experience is much better because of that. Yeah. And the fact that you can, if you have those options, you also have your choice of those options. It it just, it, it compounds to sometimes even be a little bit of a negative is that you have so many options available <laughs> to you that it's like, okay, well, which one's going to be the best? Which one's the best redemptions? Which one's going to give me the highest return? And sometimes you have to like, just throw that out and say, which one's going to be the easiest? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm going to uh, give up a little bit of the the least cost. Maybe I'm not going to take the 6,500 American mile one. And I'm going to take the, you know, 10,000, Aeroplan one, because even though it's a little bit more expensive, I can use that to fly United nonstop. So all these different things that you can look at and you can say, hey, well, if it's maybe I'm going to give up even the 10,000 Aeroplan and do 15,000 United miles because 
I don't know if I'm going to take that flight after all. And Aeroplan is kind of, they're, they're not very easy to work with when it comes to changes and cancellations. There's, there's a definite cash cost and penalty if I change or cancel. And I want it to be fully flexible. And I know that I can fully refund and, and have every bit of the miles, points, and cash redeposited if I don't take it by booking and paying a few more with United. Yeah, it's a really good way to be. And since we're adding new credit cards, since we're continuing to spend on existing credit cards, the points and miles are just going to keep coming. And it's to a point where some people like myself are taking a hybrid approach and they're cashing out some points as statement credits in some cases, and then transferring others to travel partners. So you have a lot of options, especially people in the hobby who might be working full time or because of certain family obligations, they're not able to travel as much as they want. So even if you want to go toward a higher cash back approach and less travel, you have a lot of options in the hobby for spend that you're already doing anyway, getting these big bonuses, getting these benefits, getting these statement credits, even some small things like MX and Chase offers is I had something that was, I believe, $40 back on a $200 transaction at Lowe's and mm-hmm. Lowe's selling various gift cards. Well, that was a very easy $40 bonus for taking maybe a two to five minute detour as there was a Lowe's right next to an Acme supermarket that I was going to anyway. And uh, I actually had four of those offers on my cards and I used all four nice. of them. So it was a, a $40 savings times four cards, uh, which is not something that you can typically do with Amex. Most people know that if you add an offer, it disappears from your cards. But with card pointers, you can certainly, uh, every card that it's available to add to, card pointers will add it to. So I took advantage of a few of those, plus the Dell offers. I think I took five or six uh, different spend $100, get $50 off. So uh, during Amex uh, membership week, I think I saved like 500 bucks using all those different offers. Nice. And maybe you were even able to stack $200 credits from business platinum cards as well. I've used those already. I'm pretty quick about (laughs) on top of those. So those were long gone, but. Oh, yes. And I I think especially for people that are working jobs, maybe making something like 10, 15, $20 an hour, we could see, okay, well, if it's going to take maybe five to 10 minutes to do this deal to make $40, the hourly payoff on that is really, really high. So I'm more than happy to take a slight detour, for instance, like I said, I'm not going to be driving like 15 minutes out of the way to save a dollar or two. But if I can take a slight detour, go to a store that's next to another store I was going to anyway, then that's a great return on my time. Yeah. And if you're even if you're uh, going a little bit out of your way and you say a little bit and maybe it's not just a small detour, maybe it's more of a, a bigger detour, but it's worth several hundred dollars and it takes you an hour. I mean, how, how much would you have to work to earn that back? Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that you have to consider. And it's always something that I've considered in nearly everything I've done within the miles and points space. If I was doing a gift card run back in the day when we were, uh, we were a lot happier about being able to use gift cards around here, they've since shut most of the gift card uh, plays down in my area, but back in the uh, day when we could the war do on that, happiness strikes again. <laughs> it, it continues here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it hit uh, almost a year ago here. But back when I do that, I, I'd consider well, how many points am I going to earn? 
what and how much time is this going to take? This is taking away from money that I could be earning. This is taking away from time I could be spending with my family. Is this going to be returning something significant enough to make it worth my time to do? Because you can always do all these things. I mean, um, you know, I can go scrounging a parking lot for pennies, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. You know, I got I really got my start into this space if I want to be in truth and honest about it is because I was a couponer and that I was looking for coupon stacks to save money on my groceries. And I started realizing that that's not going to ever give me enough to do the things that I want to do relative to, you know, uh, my end goals. And my end goals were to get out and do more and see more and experience more and a credit card one credit card bonus can save me way more than i'm ever going to save with all these coupon stacks through grocery store shopping right and i had some exchanges with couponers in the past and i said well look you can still do the couponing things but why don't you sign up for a new credit card you're making these purchases you're getting reimbursed in grocery rewards so why not just do all of the above or even something like bank bonuses i do a lot of checking account bonuses where banks for listeners who aren't aware, usually have something like, we'll give you $400 if you move a direct deposit of $500 or more over to this new account, that I'm more than happy to move a direct deposit that was maybe like five minutes to fill out an application, maybe. And then the changing of the direct deposit is an effortless task that maybe takes a minute. And it's just keeping track of the opening date of the account and not having any service charges usually. So maybe five to 10 minutes, 15 maybe worth of effort aka work, whatever you want to call it, for $400, uh, really good payoff in my world. It's it's amazing that you can put many of these things together because everybody that really gets into this and gets into it, and I say everyone, I, I guess it shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people who get started in this and they start getting excited, they want to call it free travel. It's not free travel. It's not free miles and points. There's always some kind of work and effort that goes into putting these things together, but it can be, it's a way to minimize and reduce costs. And uh, even if you have your miles and points without cashing them out or doing some bank bonuses, there are still cash pieces to your travel. I did a, a trip with my son and my son's on the spectrum. He's a high functioning uh, child who he struggles with changes and, but he's almost 17 years old. and I took him on a trip to California because I was looking to use up some points and certificates and things that were going to be expiring uh, before this year ended and said, you know, how can I make the most out of a really and do a really fun weekend? I did all this stuff. I did some incredible lie flat seats on United, uh, did one of their Polaris, their true Polaris 787-10 brand new plane. Uh, we did all those fun things. But there's still costs even outside of that. You, you have to eat. You have to, you know, do some entertainment. You, you do different things. And I think that's one of the things that I really struck me as how, how much of a game changer it can be when you have these different things available to you because it reduces your cost so much. If you did a $400 bank ba uh, bonus balance um, transfer, you're, you're sitting on something that I think my entire cost for the trip, it was, it was, it was something that would have retailed five, $6,000 with the hotels that we stayed at and the flights that we took, but we ended up spending around that four to $500. 
and a bank bonus basically would have covered that yeah. entire amount. Yeah, that's great. Like people outside of the hobby, they talk, oh, travel's expensive. Oh, this is a once in a lifetime trip. Oh, travel's only for rich people. But I think we've transcended that as I'm not a rich person. <laughs> I'm not getting like crazy money from doing any of this, but I'm living a very comfortable lifestyle and I'm pretty happy with life. And even if I can make something like 100,000 a year, like combining everything, but then you're getting a lot of maybe free stuff that's taking out of stuff that you'd spend anyway and having a good quality of life. Like that's a really good life in my book. I'm, I'm a really happy person. I'm content with my status and I'm looking to do more and scale up even further. So it's it's really engaging being in this hobby, seeing the benefits of the travel has, has really been life changing for sure. Yeah, I think when you you can start seeing some of that and and realize that it can reduce your cost of living. You know, as I mentioned at the earlier on in this podcast is that, you know, what kind of started me into it was my wife. And she said, hey, I want to travel more. Well, as I started doing this and as I started scaling and picking up more cards and picking up more rewards and learning how to do some of these things better, I started paying my bills faster because now I wasn't spending as much money on travel. So you think about how much you would have had to work to replace the, the money that you were spending before. And I, and I have to say that, you know, when we started traveling, we scaled up pretty quickly. So we were spending a lot more than probably the average person does on travel. Final, my biggest and final year, I think probably 2017 or 2018, I probably spent around $20,000 on all of the different trips we were doing. And we were still, we weren't like flying first class, we were flying Frontier Airlines. Uh, but we were just doing lots of three, four, five day trips and, you know, a couple summer vacations and things like that. We were still doing everything as budget friendly as possible. But now that starting to use miles and points, now I'm not paying for all these flights. I'm not paying for all these hotels. I'm not paying. Uh, I Maybe I'm cashed out. I did cash out uh, quite a bit of points back in 2021, 2022 to pay for vacation rentals because hotels don't always work for my family and me. You know, it, it's hard to get a three bedroom uh, suite, you know, for the kind of cost that you can get a vacation rental for. So I'd cashed out some chase points, at, you know, through the Sapphire Reserve and uh, some different methods that were available at that time to pay for these different things that we wouldn't have been able to do in the manner that we did. And again, you know, these rewards kept me from having to dip into my savings, allowed me to pay off my house. We, we paid off our house twice now. We pandemic uh, hit us hard because effectively we were in the middle of a almost entire home renovation. We just paid off our house and I had planned to pay for all the renovations and you know, pandemic hit, my income stopped and now I had to take a loan. So I had to pay, still pay for all that stuff. But because of credit card rewards, again, I was still able to do all my travel. I just didn't have to pay out of pocket, so to speak. I was paying for credit card annual fees instead of the travel itself. Yeah, real, real life-changing stuff. And some skeptics, some people new to this information, I, I've heard, oh, it sounds all good, so good to be true. It sounds too good to be true. Oh, why would the banks give you all this? So so why does this stuff really exist? Why do you think the banks give out these big offers and the miles and points earnings continue? Obviously, they know they have to 
draw people in. And the bigger the bonus, the more eyes it's going to get, the bigger it's going to circles it's going to reach to. You're going to have all the mainstream media. I, I mean, you have Forbes, you have all Business Insider, you have huge um, media circles that were never involved in credit cards before that are now there. But you have uh, the, the traditional bloggers. I don't think the general public really cares about a sign-up bonus, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I bet they most I'll people- I'll take them all. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll take them all. And we pay attention. We're, we're hyper-focused on that. But I think there's a lot of people out there that they sign up for a card because- Hey, I, you know, I live in a, you know, American Airlines hub, so I'm going to get an American card and they don't even realize there's a bonus on it. Uh, I don't know, you know, if how many, how prevalent that is. I'd be curious if uh, to be a fly on the wall at City or Chase or Amex and say, what's the uh, turn rate and how many people actually achieve the bonuses and how many of them are even trying to achieve to spend to get those bonuses. Obviously, that's important to you. That's important to me. That's important to the people listening to this podcast. But to the general public, I don't know who they're really going after. And you know, I, I've heard you mention this before, but it's absolutely true is that somebody has to lose and they, they're counting on somebody not being able to pay the bill in full and collect interest. They're counting on those swipe fees. They're counting on getting you as a customer and getting you to invest with their banking system so that they mm -hmm. can make money on investments. They want you as a customer. And so they're going to do everything they can to, they might lose money on the card. Uh, we've heard many times these big bonus cards, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, the 100,000 point, that was the biggest loser Chase ever had. They have high, they have high spend, high credit, people who pay off their bills, they lose money on that card every single year yet they keep doing it. Why? Because they get swipe fees. They get people signing up for mortgages. They Somebody is paying them enough to get into their, into their cycle, into their ecosystem. And so they're still making money, but we yeah. can take some of that back. Yeah. Is it so much different than grocery stores like this week at giant Pennsylvania stores? They're giving out free tofurkeys and other holiday items with 400 choice reward points. So I went in, I got an $80 Amazon gift card on one account, and that gave me 400 points to get the Tofurky. Now, they're probably losing money on that transaction, but you know that other people are going to be buying random groceries just to get those points, or they're going to be buying extra things, or they're maybe buying lottery tickets on the way out, or different things at customer service. Who knows? But they're, they're doing these like loss leader promotions that they're losing money on one element, but in other elements, they're going to be winning. So what I tell people is take advantage of deals and promotions. Be a smart consumer. Take advantage of what you can in the system. Yeah, I, I think about it. I mean, it's I haven't done this in years now with the advent of online shopping. But I remember earlier on when uh, my wife and I were first getting started in our household and stuff, I remember getting up at like 3.30 one morning for a Black Friday Target deal. And why is it okay that they're they're able to lose money on something like that but a bank you know a bank can't you know it's something that they're they're always winning the bank's not always winning there are certain things they lose that you're looking at it the law of averages on a, on average they're they're going to win but there are certain things they're going to lose on and our goal is to take advantage of the ones that we can get the most on 
am I overpaying for something? Um, you know, Dave Ram, one of Dave Ramsey's things is that I want to get rid of credit cards. I want to get rid of banks. If we got rid of bank interchanges and things like that, yes, <laughs> prices would go down. But the, the fact is, is that everybody would have to do it. If you got rid of the banking system um, and you got rid of insurance, insurance overseas, I think about it going to a doctor. You know, people used to pay cash to go to a doctor and bills were were not eight hundred dollars to to see a doctor for three minutes it was like twenty dollars to see a doctor and, and maybe it's more today with inflation but it, it wasn't eight hundred dollars more so you know there there's a lot of things that there's truth to that but until the whole system gets entirely made over the best we can do is just to keep taking advantage of in the areas that exist for us today yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of timeshare companies, for example, but I'm more than happy to sit through a two hour presentation in some circumstances to get three nights for Friday, Saturday and Sunday when I go to Las Vegas or I've done this for Disney before getting weekend nights, paying up front, maybe $200, getting a $200 rebate plus hotel points and the free stay. So I don't like some of the sales practices, some of the treatment, like they're my best friends for the first hour, 50 minutes, but then when I start saying no towards the end or asking questions, like that they start being mean all of a sudden. And I know some people get roped in who really can't afford it and they're not so upfront about the sales practices. Like I'm not a huge fan of the timeshare business, but I'm happy to take advantage of what I can. Like what, what else am I going to do? Just sit by and complain about society sucks and, and not take advantage of some of these lucrative deals. Everyone just say no. If we all said no, they would stop offering. <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, somebody, like you said, somebody's going to say yes. And they know that with these high pressure techniques, that there are people that will say, oh, I, I have the ability to say no. And then they'll, they'll be like, oh, that, does, that sounds pretty good. And then they'll, they'll flip and say yes. And then they, you know, they break them over the coals. But yeah, I mean, if we just, everybody said no, if everybody turned, you know, stopped using credit cards, if everybody started watching every single penny, then yeah, we'd talk, be talking about a whole different system, but that's not what we're looking at. We still have to live our best life and, and our best life doesn't mean that we have to go over and be abundant. You know, it's not something where you say, hey, I've, I've got a Honda budget, but I'm going to drive a Ferrari. No, you still you still live your life like you would normally, but you just use your your opportunities where these bonuses exist. Even if I'm not tr working on a bonus, which is, you know, not very often where I'm not working on some kind of bonus, whether it's a, a spending bonus, I'm working on even if it's a one X spend, I'm putting that spend on something where it's going to help me towards status with a chain. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm only earning one X with American or Hyatt, but it's helping me towards earning status or requalifying for status so that I can get sweet upgrades or free breakfasts or things like that. I'm always looking at how can I continue to win for me and my family and what that might look like for me is probably going to be different than it is for you. And it's going to be different than it is for, you know, any other listener. There are 100 different people. But like we said at the beginning, there are 100 different ways to play this. Now, it's looking for the bigger offers that are out there rather than just the any old um, credit union around the corner credit card. I'm going now LOL24 as I've had many of the Chase cards. Mm -hmm. So for those 
who might not know that expression, once you're finished with chase, then you're not really concerned about chase cards. And I'm at a point now where doing this for so many years, I'm looking for cards with banks like PenFed, um, First Tech Credit Union. I'm looking at Comenity. I'm looking at KeyBank and Truist and some of these other banks that people don't talk about as much. So once you're finished with the bigger hitter cards, there's still a lot to do, of course, but it's a little bit harder and I'm not necessarily getting like 750 to $1,000 value from signup bonuses right. with some of these smaller <laughs> banks, <laughs> but there's still some opportunities. So maybe, well, maybe something like a Victoria's Secret credit card. Oh, I buy perfume once every few months. So therefore I should get a Victoria's Secret credit card. Like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe there's opportunity costs there. You, you've seen a lot of opportunity costs in this hobby when people talked about, oh, I didn't know better. I signed up for this and that credit card. I heard an acquaintance, a friend recently who said, oh, I was signing up for what I thought was a store loyalty program, but then it ended up being a credit card and they didn't they didn't catch the fact that they gave up their social security number and then that was a credit card application. So they got a little bit deceived there, I think, for a cashier to maybe make $10 for getting someone to sign up. Yeah, there's been uh, all kinds of crazy bonuses. You go to uh, uh, Walmart or maybe it's... Uh... Costco or some of these things and and they're giving away free coolers and it just kind of it makes me <laughs> chuckle every time I see that and I'm thinking huh we just got 150,000 uh Amex membership rewards off of a business gold application do I want 150,000 yep. membership rewards or do I want a Costco cooler or sometimes a bucket I've seen a bucket before. <laughs> yeah no that's not interesting but yeah you know the, it is it's playing your your cards that you you have you mentioned the american express gold card at grocery stores earning 4x i sometimes will forfeit the 4x for 6x at hilton because i'm looking to get to that 15,000 mark and get the free night award certificate so you know, there are different yep. places. America loves math. <laughs> and the 6X is less than 4X for anyone who's not familiar. The 6X is worth far less than the 4X from the American Express Gold. If you just did it on an everyday basis without a transfer bonus, 4X on the Amex Gold is like 8X Hilton points. But taking a sacrifice and taking just 6X on the surpass and uh, working your way to that free night award certificate could be far more valuable in select situations. Yeah, maybe an extra 2 or 3% on that spend, depending on how you're redeeming that certificate. Yep. So the 6x being like 3% maybe, and then an extra 2% for 5 looks pretty good. Or at a higher level, if you're doing a lot of volume and buying gift cards and prepaid cards and other creative things like that, then you're going to hit capacities and hit limits. So you're just going to need new cards to use. So I like those high spend goals for my situation and many others. Yeah. And, and for a card that uh, up until this uh, February, when the fee goes up to $150, this card was a $95 annual fee that if you um, spend your $15,000 on it, if you did it all at grocery stores, you're earning 6X along the way. So you could probably earn a pretty nice hotel stay out of that spend. But if you're looking at the free night award certificate, all of the places I've used this, and again, you know, I've had some time, I've had years and years of messing up and and learning how to do things a little bit differently to obtain more value out of what I do. You know, the, the place that I stayed at with my son, our final night in Santa Monica, the hotel was the Oceana in Santa Monica. It's a 
LXR Hilton property, a very small hotel. I think there's like maybe 50, 50 rooms and suites. And uh, the average daily over there is well over $1,000 per night. Um, I've stayed there several times and it's you know been anywhere between $1,100 and $1,500 for a free night award certificate. So I'm not saying that that means that's what it's worth because everybody has their own idea of what something is valued at and worth. But anybody paying you know cash off the street that was a you know eleven hundred dollar night that i got from a credit card's free night award certificate yeah some critics of the hobby have asked me i have presented some of these ideas to people and like well how much do you think you make a week or how many hours do you put in or how much do you make a month and i think these are hard questions because it's not always tangible like okay i got a free airline upgrade seat but was i willing to pay two hundred dollars for that no, but it was nice to have. Or, oh, look, I was able to mm-hmm. redeem grocery points and get maybe $20 in groceries earlier, and I can do that four times a month for 80 bucks. Or past dead deals, RIP, um, Giant Game On 5X was one of the better deals. Buying sports betting at casino gift cards and getting 5% back in groceries was really crazy. There was a month where <laughs> I was just eating sushi at the grocery store almost every day because I had so many points. I didn't know what to do with them. It was it was hilarious. So that was a fun quality of life upgrade instead of making food at home, cleaning, the prep, all that. Right. It was just like eating there. And one Chinese store that um, listeners know and love in Giant, it's a Taipei Chinese restaurant, but the menu says in giant on it and they have made to order Chinese food. So you can get whatever you want from a menu, just like any other Chinese restaurant and use rewards. So it's like, okay, well, I wouldn't be buying Chinese food every day, but if I could go and they could just make me lunch, then that that's pretty cool. Like people are just going eating out and spending $50, $60 for meals at places. So if I can just go and eat Chinese food and eat sushi and have other things as I want, that's pretty cool. And using points for gas and not having to pay full price for gas, I think, is also a tremendous victory. And maybe a bank account bonus a month or two for an extra few hundred dollars, a new credit card sign-up bonus. I think it. I think the the value is definitely there, easily exceeding something like two thousand dollars a month, easy. I think at a low level of commitment. Last year, finally, was able to burn up all of my fuel rewards and and RIP to your uh, neighboring program and I'm in Ohio. (laughs) So I have giant Eagle and giant Eagle fuel perks are slightly different than giant and they run a different program. But uh, back in 2020, they announced a new program three years ago, almost to this day. And uh, they, they said, Hey, we're going to make this easier for you because our program's too confusing. (laughs) And, uh, and easier meant that they were effectively nuking the program and taking out um, three times the value. So let's just say that for every dollar you spent at Giant Eagle, you used to earn 6%. Most people didn't understand that because it was one fuel point. But it was effectively, if you knew how to u- utilize it, you were getting 6% back on every purchase you made. And sometimes they offered double and triple and even quadruple perks. So that could mean 12, 18 or 24 percent back on your purchases. Well, they decided, hey, we're going to change this and we're going to go to this new program so that you can use it all on groceries, too. We want people who can use these rewards and understand. (laughs) I understand it perfectly. I don't need you to change it. It's, It's just perfect for me. 
Well, they, they go ahead and, and make it easier, but effectively you're earning instead of 6%, now you're only earning 2%. They've managed to keep the two programs. So I was still on the legacy program, but they just uh, sent an email out oh. the other day saying, hey, we are, we are uh, merging this program into the new program starting January 1st, 2024. But in 2021, they had a double fuel perks sale and uh, on and which was on all gift cards. And you want to talk about something that I really made out <laughs> on. I think I spent like $40,000 on gift cards. Wow. One. You, you went on a world and, tour uh, sort of store. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have to. I, I was a couple stores and uh, I actually I had a city card at the time that I went way over the credit limit that I had. I, I don't even know why they let me do it. <laughs> city. Why would somebody, city who's known to crack down on people and, and gives them all kinds of hard problems. I'm sitting here buying, you know, tens of thousands of dollars at a gas station and they're, uh, and I go way over the balance, but I generated $4,500 worth of fuel nice. perks. And uh, it took me about a year to go through all those. And there's ways it's supposed to expire, but they um, had a little loophole that you could basically keep them active. And I just kept using them and using them. And I use more than most people, but I can't use $4,500 worth of gas in 90 days. But it, I, not only that, I generated, I think it was like 120,000 uh, flexible points through all of that as well between the gold Amex Gold and the City Premier. And, uh, you know, it was a nice to be able to use those and use the fuel perks, but RIP to Giant Eagle fuel perks. Yeah, America loves math. They're doing a 5X promo this week, so that's 12.5% back in gas. So it's a generous promo for this for cards like Best Buy, Amazon, and other higher value gift cards. So yeah, definitely hop on deals while you still can. But here they've been throttling the points. You can only earn a certain amount per week per account. So that's gotten more difficult as well. Eagle is mimicking that from what I was uh, making out of the terms and conditions of this new thing is that's kind of looking like that may be what they're doing. I, I can't fully tell because uh, I haven't fully tested out the new program yet, but uh, it sounds like they may be mimicking Giant. Giant and Giant Eagle. <laughs> yep. America loves confusion too. Like they can't just pick a different chain. Kind of name <laughs> giant. There's like Giant Maryland, Giant Virginia, like uh, Stop and Shop that's partnered with Giant and Martins that's a Giant. Is so, Giant uh, out of P Pennsylvania initially? Pennsylvania. It might be Carlisle, Pennsylvania, actually. That's my guess. But listeners can uh, feel free to chime in if uh, Marty the robot is listening with the Giant history. Uh, we'll be happy to hear from you, Marty. Uh, yeah, so so it's been fun. And I, I think the the value, like, okay, what's the cash value of all this stuff could be missing the point too, is I still consider this a hobby. I'm having fun and I'm making money. I think that's quite nice as many people have hobbies that cost a lot of money. And here we're having fun, we're making money, we're meeting new people, we're chatting today, we're going to different events, and we're going on trips we probably never pay cash for in many cases, or at least we wouldn't be traveling as often. So I think a lot of ways to win through the hobby. Absolutely. I just did uh, an aspirational trip with my father and we've been talking for years and years that we were going to go back to the land of my last name, which uh, as you're saying is Petrovic and that's the way it came over to this country, but back from Slovenia and Croatia from where it came, it was Petrovic. And uh, <laughs> we went, we went back there this summer and I flew 
a whole bunch of planes that most people will never ever get to experience in their life. I flew the Emirates A380 in first class. I flew Lufthansa on a 747 in first class. I flew uh, some American airlines. I flew like Delta in their first class. And so, you know, I flew all these different things that would have cost a crap ton. The, the trip to do it exactly as I did it. I mean, I tallied it up at the cash rates at the time that I booked it was like $55,000. And that's something that, you know, just is absolutely ridiculous. Nobody in their right mind is going to pay for that kind of stuff. So how do you really put what that's worth? But the fact is, is that I was able to do it and do something that my dad and I would have never paid for, but using different miles and points. Uh, you talk about a checking account bonus, what paid for our Emirates first class upgrades, because we actually booked business class and I got the first class upgrade while I was sitting in the lounge uh, waiting oh, nice. to board the plane uh, because they still had some seats available and I went and said something to them. But American Express had a 60,000 point checking business checking account bonus. And that's what paid for our upgrades. So we went from business to first. We got to both do showers on the, the A380, um, you know, unlimited amount of food and back uh, back of the plane uh business class bar i mean it's just stuff that is like that is the kind of thing that only wealthy people get to do and miles and points bring the level to a place where an everyday person like me you anybody who wants to play this game to some degree uh, it doesn't even have to be an advanced. It can be a, a moderate beginner to even intermediate level can do. And uh, it just, it's a, again, it levels the playing field. Yeah, for sure. We're able to transcend the usual ideas about travel and class and money and uh, look at many different ways of spending, how we're using our money, where we're purchasing, what we're doing, what we're investing. And a lot of this hobby has really opened my eyes to many different things. That's for sure. A lot of fun experiences, memories, and a lot more to look forward to. Do you have any trips coming up in 2024? We're recording here in November of 2023, so just a few more weeks of 2023. Yeah, I have some fun things. Uh, I have a lot of different things planned, so I'm not sure what all we're going to take. The only thing that I'm I'm 100% certain we're going to be taking is I've actually booked uh, our second trip with my dad. So my dad and I are doing a cruise through the Adriatic and Mediterranean. So we're going to start in Italy. Uh, we're going to end in Italy, but we're going to cruise throughout different parts of uh, Croatia, Greece, and Italy, and then, um, you know, end up back in Rome. We'll do a couple of days in Rome, fly back home. And uh, again, it, it's not quite as over the top as my trip this past year was. But it's again, we've, we've got business class. I, I was using points that I transferred bonuses. Uh, I had points that I transferred from Virgin Atlantic and uh, as well as British Airways. I did transfer bonuses back in early 2022 when they had 40% transfer bonuses to these partners. And I said, I know I'm going to use these at some point. And so I did a speculative transfer, which is something that uh, isn't the brightest thing to do for everyone but i had an abundance of points so it wasn't like i was putting myself in any harm's way of not being able to book something i want i had more than enough to be able to move some into these programs and now that 
these awards became available. I have business class for both of us both ways. And uh, we have that as well as a family trip, uh, which is, you know, not fully booked, but I was, we have the vacation rental portion taken care of and I'll book the flights at some point. I don't know what miles and points I'll use, but I'm sure I'll use something. And then of course the rental cars, you know, I have, uh, you know, some discount codes that I use for the rental cars when I'm traveling and uh, with our family, we like to kind of stay on the move and have that available to us. So any kind of way to save, that's what I'm about. All right. Very good. And any upcoming credit cards that you'll be applying for in early 2024 or maybe even to round out the year? Uh, I think we're looking at another ink or two. Um, I'm sitting on the 524 fence, so I have to check when I'm able to dip back under, see if I can get an ink. But my my wife should be eligible want to make sure that I get another ink uh, before I wrap up the year. That'll be card number 14 for us this year and uh, wrapping into the around the two million dot uh, two million total point bonuses from all of these things. Oh, nice. And ink for listeners, if you could explain that. Yeah, sure. The ink is a chase business card that earns ultimate rewards. That's uh, the a lot of people know about 524 and earning ultimate rewards to transfer to Hyatt or Southwest or Air Canada. Some of those are the programs that people like to use their ultimate rewards for. But the ink cards currently have enhanced bonuses. So if you get their ink uh, preferred, it's a 100,000 point bonus, whereas the two fee-free cards, the unlimited and the ink cash cards, both have 90,000 point bonuses right now worth at least $900. Yes. And even if you cashed out, that's a significant bonus, but most listeners will probably be using those points for travel and get even more value, maybe 1,250 or more on a sign up bonus like that. So yeah, very, very good. And any advice, any words for people just getting started in the hobby, considering starting? Do it. Just do it. <laughs> get you in know, the game. <laughs> it, get in it. It's it's something, you know, there's so many people who want to play down. It's like uh, if you, you make the, this mistake or do that, you know, you probably made mistakes. I know I've certainly made yeah. my share of mistakes. I even made a mistake uh, I, I talked about a little bit. And we have the Award Travel 101 podcast, and that will be coming up in uh, this Friday's episode that I made a mistake by not adding my family's passports and I lost out on the ability to book an award because I didn't have that information in a place that I should have uh. had it. But the, you know, just doing this, get into it, make the mistakes and, and join the communities, join, you know, the meetups, meet up at Justin's meetups and, and talk to people because it's those kind of things where you, you say, Hey, share. And it's the exchange of ideas. The exchanges, uh, are where you're going to learn from. You're going to get better. You're going to start learning. And uh, it's just going to make your life so much easier when you have somebody to exchange those ideas with rather than just sitting there and sulking on your own that you can never get it and you can never find any redemption for your airline mile. And yes, we have been doing monthly meetings in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania with the group Greater Philadelphia Travel. So that's been nice. We met at ZorkFest. There's going to be another ZorkFest event in 2024, November in Las Vegas, Z-O-R-K-F-E-S-T. So maybe I'll see you there once again. Absolutely. All right. Any closing thoughts? No, I think, uh, like I said, just get get into it and get active 
ask questions. Don't be afraid that, you know, somebody's going to uh, say something to be offensive because, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's a keyboard warrior out there that's thinks they're smarter than everybody else, but the bulk of people want to help you see you succeed and see you do better. And uh, I think just getting active and participating, that's that's always been my approach. And that's uh, kind of how I got to where I, I am today. Yeah, some people might get intimidated thinking they have to sign up for tons of accounts to start, but I usually say just one credit card, maybe a checking account to go with it, see where it goes. And if it works well for you, then get more into it, go further down the rabbit hole. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining me today. And again, if you could share how people can find you online, your communities and what you're doing. Sure. I work for the award wallet uh, service, which tracks your miles and points. And under award wallet, I'm the social media and community manager for their online Facebook communities. The award travel 101 Facebook communities We're there. 24 seven, we have over 100,000 members who love to travel the world for less. And uh, then we have the Award Travel 101 podcast, which can be found on any of the platforms that this fine podcast can be found on as well. All right. Any um, new episodes coming or any schedule to the episodes? We have uh, every Friday. So just every Friday morning at 9am, there's a new episode. We have um, just news updates, our travels, things that we're doing, things that we're finding, meetups, whatever's going on in the space. That's what we're covering. All right. Very good. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Justin. Take care. Safe travels. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Visit hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, read select episode transcripts, and schedule a free consultation. Support the show through Subscribestar, referral links, and buying from my eBay store. Find the show on many podcast platforms and YouTube where you can find bonus videos. Supporting me on Subscribestar will give you special perks, including a custom podcast episode, questions answered by upcoming guests, and monthly private one-on-one conversations, delving into more advanced topics I don't openly discuss at length in podcast episodes. Visit meetup.com slash Philly miles and points to learn about monthly greater Philadelphia travel credit miles and points meetups I host in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. I hope to see you in person at a future event. Find a link in the show notes. Listen to my other podcast, the Stoic Solutions Podcast, found at stoicsolutionspodcast.com. My podcast guests and I offer practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient tradition of Stoic philosophy from Greece and Rome. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. 